Okay, speak again. Hello? Okay, all right, now go. Okay, I'm recording. Everything okay? Can yeah. you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, besides, <sighs> but first, what do you want to talk about today? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see, we are... Uh, we obviously have the Twitter thing you guys were just arguing about. Um, I mean, we've we got don't need to talk about uh, that. I mean, I don't know. Whatever, more Twitter bullshit. I mean, <laughs> and he's been letting people on and other stuff like that. Um, you have all the the Kanye and which is also Twitter adjacent. Um, we've got uh, got, a, we've got a few Donald Trump things. We've got the China protests. Uh, you, you, the, 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 the rail strike, I guess was averted. Uh, but it, maybe there's something to talk about there. The oath keeper stuff, the, the marriage law, the, what else? It I'm, sounds I'm, like, uh, it sounds like, uh, it may be a good uh, opportunity for, uh, lightning rounds, potpourri. potpourri, all three potpourri or, but first yeah. then two potpourri. Rounds. Yeah. Yeah, all for, well, you know, I mean, all potpourri, all, all potpourri, potpourri, poopery. Uh, I won't try to spell it. Okay, here we go. Um, da da da. Okay, drink a little bit of my water. Anything else, or just go? Go. Okay, and we'll alternate. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, December 3rd. 2022. It is just after 4 UTC. I am Sam Mentor. Yvonne Bo is here. Hello, Yvonne. Mute button. Fuck me. Hello! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a tradition now at this point. Basically, my competence in this part is, is yes. So, our agenda today is just going to be all lightning rounds. We will do three rounds where Yvonne and I alternate topics. Uh, it'll, if, if we talk our normal lengths, it'll be, you know, each round being one from me, one from Yvonne, something like that. If some of them are short, maybe we'll do four in a round instead, but we tend not to do well at short. Oh, us short. Oh God. Jesus yeah. Christ. Christ. Well, and and, and well, you know, we so, did, wait, wait, wait. Yes. We did get a compliment. Uh, yes, because we were shortness. under two hours last week, and yes, we it did. was appreciated. Yes, it was appreciated. Yes, it, it, it apparently was By just Ed. the right length for Ed's walk or yeah. run or whatever. You yeah. You know, I, I mean, Ed, I, I, I don't know. Uh, having a discussion uh, that I heard recently about. Yeah, I saw Ed talking about the length. Is this of the your podcast. first topic? Go. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Go. Um. So, um, listening to podcasts at speed. What speed do you normally listen to podcasts? One and a half. You do one and a half. I do one um, and a half. Uh, for almost everything. 
Um, I do one and a half usually for audiobooks as well, usually for, but I find that there's, there are a couple circumstances where I'll drop down to one. One is if somebody has a really heavy accent and I say heavy, okay. of course, like I have a heavy accent to some people. I have a heavy American accent, right? But well, if a heavy it's a, accent that's different from the one that you're used to. Yes, exactly. Playing. Like yeah. if, if there is an accent that to me is strong and a little bit difficult to follow, I will slow it down from one and a half down to one. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I, I also sometimes listen to not audio books, but audio dramas where it's sort of a drama, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a story with like actors and music and special effects and all that kind of stuff. It's not just somebody reading a book. When I listen to those, I find that I get more out of it if I stick to one as opposed to speeding it to one and a half. And like, I know some people go at two X or even faster. I find at two X, I start to have to really, like, I have to pay attention. Like at one and a half, I can listen to it and process it normally while I'm going about other tasks. Because like most, I was, like, I was hearing it's about some people even going to three x. Some people do go to three x. Like for me, and and I had my, you know, when I visited my dad earlier in the year, he asked me like, when do, how do people listen to podcasts? What do they do? And like. Cause he was like, I can't, he, he, he's not great at processing like auditory things. That's just not the way he absorbs information. So like, he doesn't to listen to like, he never listened to like NPR or something not, like that. He doesn't like that stuff. He doesn't like that stuff. He does not like listening to the people talk on the radio or and there are a couple things he would watch on TV. But the point was that, you know, he was like, when would you do that? And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't even imagine just sitting down and doing nothing but listen to a podcast. Like to me, like if I'm listening to podcasts, I'm having it in my head to give me something to think about while I am doing a task that does not require brain power, or at least not a lot of brain power. Or or, or a a task that it's not like, I mean... like there I will listen steps. to po- I will listen to podcasts when I'm cleaning the house, when I am driving, right, when right, I right. you know the, these kinds of tasks. Now, if I am doing something that requires require mental energy, power, but it's th- not the I, same. It's not the same things. Okay? Yeah, like I could not. I could not. There, there are two things I could not do. One is listen to podcasts while I'm doing something that actually requires cognitive energy. Like if I have to like write an email or something or analyze something, if I have a, I might have a podcast or news or something on in the background, but I will not absorb one single thing from whatever well, I'm listening it, to. Full, and the, and, the, and like, the other, and the, wait, and the, I, I so like make the, it a the, presentation. Uh, you can't do a presentation because I'll make a PowerPoint. Like while I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah. It, well, it depends. It depends. It, it depends how much of my cognitive energy it needs. Like if it's something I've done a hundred times and I know exactly what I'm doing, then yeah, sure. I can listen to something. If it's something where I have to figure out what I want to do, then I'm not going to simultaneously listen to something else that requires my attention. The other thing that I can't do though is I I would go crazy like turning on a podcast and just sitting in a chair and listening to it and not doing anything else. I would have to do something else. I would fidget, I would do something. I, I would have to do something else. I would walk around uh, on I, pace. I would okay, work. I know I could do I, I could definitely do. I, I will sometimes just 
go in my hammock and just close my eyes and just listen to the podcast. Yeah, no, I, 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 I that would that would drive me nuts. I would have to be doing something oh, no, no, in that no, situation. I, I could do, I could do that right. Away. I would fall asleep. I would either be driven nuts. No, I won't fall asleep. I'll be listening. I just, you know, I'll be relaxing. But I'm just. But yeah, to to go back to your original question, I typically do one and a half. I've occasionally done two two times for something where. I just wanted to get to the end. I'm trying <laughs> you know, to figure I out. I wanted who to get to the, the point sl- or whatever. The slower speed. Because oh, like the, the, on the, the half speed or quarter yeah, speed or something. Yeah, because usually every, every time I put something, I've tried like just to listen for the hell of it. How do people sound like, say, at a half speed or a three quarter speed? They sound drunk. Well, you know what I, mean, I find it what I find at this point since I listen to so much stuff at one and a half. If I listen to one X, I feel like they're drunk <laughs> i i must admit that th- there is it, the problem that i i find with well i could see you know how okay it's you could go through a lot more stuff at that speed mm-hmm. i find it difficult to listen i i i don't like listening to podcasts at faster speeds that one Simply because I do listen to certain podcasts that are part entertainment Mm -hmm. and telling a joke or doing something with music and some other stuff or whatever like that doesn't really sound very well if the speed is at a that stuff loses its purpose. I guess so. Like, I, I don't mind for like little snippets of music here and there. Like, if I was listening to a a podcast about music where they played songs, then yeah, okay, speeding it up changes it, it, the experience of the song. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a song is not uh, the same. Although, although I have found there are some songs I prefer sped up, but oh you know, god. <laughs> But in any case, the 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 thing okay, is, the, I have the, there is an Alvin, you know, Alvin and the Chipmunks. They have an album where they sing a lot of popular songs, <laughs> and it sounds like just exactly like what you're describing. Well, the thing the thing is, when the podcast speed up things, also pitch correct. Like the Chipmunks intentionally get higher. Yeah. Um, but the um, uh, the, the, so no, the, no, no. I know the podcast; they do pitch correct for that. So you're not right. It's not like you're. It's not like when you go to one and a half or two times <laughs> speed, it, you're listening to chipmunks talk. That would be entertaining, but that's not what they typically do. <laughs> no, that's not what they do. No, no. Um, uh, but but I, no, but this is why I said like when I listen to audio dramas, where there's acting and special effects and music. Right. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I flip those to back to one X. I, I Yeah, I because tr- that then it loses its entire yeah. It, I mean I've it, tried I and it's not just losing the effect. I find for that kind of content, I find it harder to soak pay it in. attention. Well I, I I find it like if I if I play those audio dramas at one and a half, then I will often find be like oh wait what happened in the last few minutes i have no idea because my mind drifted whereas I, I can anchor myself in it better at one x whereas for most like podcasts that are just people talking i don't have that as much but also and, uh, to be fair here for most podcasts i listen to and at this point almost all the 
quote unquote podcasts I listen to are actually just news or commentary broadcasts put into podcast form. Um, most of those at one and a half, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not looking to absorb every single word. I'm looking to absorb the meaning of what they're saying. And I can get that, you know, it, it, it doesn't bother me. And in fact, I do better getting it. Cause again, like I said, I'm used to one and a half now. So if I, if I slow that down to one, I find myself getting really anxious and bored with listening to, I also have the same problem uh, to some degree listening to things that are actually live. Cause it's just too damn slow. And they, yeah. and yeah, ads. So. Yeah, although, yeah. although to, to be fair, I, I'm being well, a little so bit, me, I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll be, wait, I, I want to I wanted to say this. I as being a little flip there. I don't <laughs> somehow live feels different. Like if I'm listening to a recording at one X, yeah, I get really impatient, but if like, like I'm talking to you right now in real time speed, this is not sped up. Now when I edit it, I'll do it. I do the editing at two X, but the, when, when, but right. And I'm, I'm not, you want me to speed it up? You want me to talk real fast? I can go real fast. We can go like, we can do the podcast and we can talk real fast. I I can't even talk that fast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, so but I have no problem. Let me go with like telling y'all a whole, a whole bunch of things that I haven't even loved. Because it's it's different having a conversation because they're cues between the two people than it is listening to something one off. But even like live news and stuff, I don't have the same problem as a recording. I don't know. There's just different cues going on when you what, know it's what do live. you suspect? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess do do uh, most people listen to podcasts sped up? that's what I've gathered is that like the, the, there are a lot of ones and there's a lot of 1.5s. I think above 1.5 trails off pretty rapidly. And, and I think the below ones are rare. I think those are people with auditory processing issues. Right. That, right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, now I don't, I don't have any actual stats. On, I'm sure there are stats on it that we go like dig up or something, but I, I feel like if you were to take an overall average of everybody, my guess is it would be between one and 1.3. Like you got a lot of ones, you got a, a lot of 1.5s, but probably more ones than 1.5s simply because lots of people don't even realize it's a possibility. You know, you have to be kind of into it to even bother playing around with the settings and changing it. No, I, I'm going to guess that, uh, I, I, you know, there, there, it has to be, the average has to be above one. For yes. sure. Yeah. That is for sure. There's no way. There's very few that, um, that would listen under that. But anyway, I, I, I just found it curious that, uh, I mean, there's, there's somebody that claimed to be listening to, an inordinate, I, I mean, I, I did the math. It was like 300,000 minutes a year or something of podcasts. <laughs> now, yeah. I, I'm assuming that they were doing, they have to be doing it at some inordinate speed to do that. There's just no way to listen to that much in a year if it's not at, you know, X times the speed. But I, I you know, but listening to a podcast at 3X, I yeah, mean, I can't. I, I just, I, I've I, tried I, that. I, it, it, it it starts to like, I have to focus really hard to get it, to get what they're saying. Yeah. 
I mean, they're going so fast. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just like machine gunning information at you. I mean, it's just crazy. No, I, I don't. I don't see how that works. But anyway, so I was just curious about that. It's just something interesting that I just heard this week. I, I'm, 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 you know, I listen to radio. Your fa- father said he doesn't listen to to radio. He couldn't do that. I, I mean, I listened to radio since I was, I mean, radio broadcast of not music, but like of news and like shows and other stuff probably since I was like 11 or 12 years old. And I, and I like to listen to sports like on the radio. Um, I mean, I can listen to a a game being just told on the radio, not having to actually watch, you know, the action of what's going on. Um, And there is something, it's a very different experience to listen to somebody narrating an event versus actually watching it. you know it it does uh it's it makes you have to in your mind obviously imagine what's going on and how it's happening and so forth and i i I think that that's more stimulative to your brain to have to think about about it based on the description of what's being told to you so and i enjoyed it i mean especially I, i used to remember that uh I don't listen to baseball as much anymore, but I mm-hmm. used to listen to baseball on the radio. I would say I was listening to it not that long ago, probably the last decade that I used to listen to to baseball broadcasts. But I, I still do remember that in Puerto Rico, they didn't broadcast night games. OK, but when I went to college in Pittsburgh, one of the things is that uh, sometimes the Pirates, a local team, would play in the West Coast. And so mm-hmm. if a game started the West Coast, it would start as late as 1030 at night. Okay. So then it would go, I mean, a baseball game could run law, you know, three, four hours. So it would go until pretty late one, two in the morning. And I, 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 I actually very much enjoyed just putting a game on the radio and just lying in bed and just listening to that. And it was just, I mean, it was just an interesting thing. Now, the other things that I did listen to, I listened to, uh, back then on the radio, there weren't that many options to listen to late at night, but there, well, actually, take that back. There were more options than now, if you think about yeah. it, because he had live like Larry King used to do his show nightly at ten o'clock at night. Okay, before, live before, before Pittsburgh, when I was in Frederick, Maryland, I would listen to Boston Talk Radio, a- AM yeah. Talk Radio, all freaking night long. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They were, there were because that was very powerful uh, station. You could listen. Yeah, I've listened yeah. to the, some of that. I mean, you you could listen to it very far away. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at the time there was like um, uh, when I was younger, there was sort of like a comedy show on in the evenings that I listened to, and later on there was a political show, and I would like when I'm going to bed, I would put it on and I would listen to it. That habit is I, listening to like people talk about news stuff. Right. has been my bedtime habit ever since I was a teenager and that's why there were and and it, like you said if you turned the dial especially the AM dial at night there was talk show after talk show after talk show yeah. you could get you could get Larry King you could get local people you could get that yeah. guy who talked about aliens all freaking night you could get like all these folks I, you know I listen to the business guy uh oh my god what's his name uh, 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 uh not Bruce Harris it was Bruce Harrison Bruce Oh, oh God. Uh, Bruce Williams. 
Yeah, I remember him. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to do these shows 80s and night. He, he would talk about business and stuff or whatever. And I, I that, that, that fascinated me. He was always talking about people had a business problem or certain or whatever. He'd always give people business advice. Mm-hmm. Some very good advice that he had. I mean, some of his advice I stick to this day. One number one thing is like always get a damn attorney for 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 a complicated for any you know uh, transaction that involves substantial amounts of monies. That that's always. I mean, that's been the case to this day that I follow his advice. And by the way, advice that has saved my ass several times. Okay, um, so um, so yeah. Um, Anyway, so point, you you were just saying you were listening to talk. When no, you so I, I just find it interesting the patterns of how people are are consuming that kind of like uh, audio content at this point. And, and by the way, um, I found. I by found the way, Bruce poll. Williams I just found out died in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I saw that. Died three years. Uh, but but um, I I found a poll also a couple years old from two thousand nineteen, and as of two thousand nineteen, according to this one poll, uh. 26% of people listen to their podcast sped up. Wait, uh, how many? 26%. So, oh, only 26%. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. As so of 2019, but that was up significantly from 2018. So there might have been an upward trend that may have continued. I don't know. This is old data. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Well, all right, so so that was it, basically. And I'll, I found another article, by the way, saying yeah. that they had done a study for like academic, like college lectures, paying yeah. playing them back, and how much people absorbed. And basically, there was no difference in how much people tended to absorb listening at one point five versus one. But if you increased it to three, comprehension. Yeah, started. yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, yeah, that that's. <laughs> I can see that 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 would be the case, yeah. Okay. Uh, a- a- anything else about listening speeds and stuff? It, it seems like Bruce Williams's program ran from yeah nineteen eighty. Okay, so I started listening to it around a little bit after nineteen eighty, um, until apparently it ended in two thousand ten. Okay, so that was a long time. I had a time. I did listen to it probably, like you know, I listened to it sometimes. Uh, I mean, through the eighties and maybe nineties, but I, I definitely had not listened to it in like anywhere since then. So, so Any- like since since you're naming yours, the the two that I remember the most, uh, the comedy ish guy was Larry Glick. Uh, who was on uh, WBZ radio in out of Boston. Uh, he apparently started there in 1967. I obviously wasn't listening to him in 1967. Um, but uh, he, uh, he left WBZ. This uh, Wikipedia doesn't have exactly the date he left there, but uh, uh, it was in the late eighties, like 88, something 87, 88, something like that. Uh, and then uh, the person I listened to after that was David Brudnoy, uh, ah. who was also on WBZ. Uh, and he uh, took over Larry Glick's time slot. And instead of being comedy, he was like news He was libertarian. Um, 
and uh, I, li- I listened to him uh, until I ended up going to college uh, because I couldn't get the signal very well from Pittsburgh once I went there. Um, he, he ended up, uh, uh, you know, dying of cancer a few years later. Uh, he also had, uh, AIDS, uh, but he didn't die of the AIDS. He died of the, uh, of an unrelated cancer, although AIDS can be associated with various cancers, but, um, yeah, he, and his, he, his show was canceled in 1990, I guess. So that's when that sort of set of things went away and, um, yeah. Uh, I, I have very fond listen, uh, memories of listening to both of those men. What about uh, Card Talk? You know, I listened to Card Talk, but it, I wasn't like, it was okay every once in a while, but I wasn't like, oh my God, I got to listen to that kind of person. You know? I, I, I definitely loved Card Talk. I, I mean, that was just, I mean, I, it, it, was it, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. Car, the great thing about Card Talk was that it was a show that was funny to anybody, no matter you know, if you like cars or not. Okay. You know, it, it, they really made it for a broad audience. And it, you can I, still I listen that. to the podcast with reruns, even though they've, uh, I know I have new ones a long time like, ago. Oh, I downloaded like a bazillion of them. I've got them like, yeah, but I, I listened to quite a lot of those reruns over the years. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So anything else? All right. I, how, how are we doing on time? I, well, it's time for me to pick a topic. <laughs> Like we we spent about twenty minutes on that, roughly. Okay, roughly. Okay. Um. Okay, my my turn. Really, after that, yes. Because um, <laughs> like most most of the other things we have on our list are more serious stuff. So like I I don't want to like slam the yeah, anyway. Um. <sighs> cancer patients. No, I don't know. Well, I did mention like, you know, both of those people who I listened to when I was a teenager are now dead. They're yeah. all dead. You They're know, all dead. Bruce Williams is dead. Larry King is dead. Did we mention it? I mean, hell, even Wait, if I went back Larry to Larry King's like, dead. Yes. Larry King is dead. Wait, when I, did that Larry? happen? Yeah. Larry King died. Yes. Was right. 2021. 2021. You're right. Yeah. Larry King is dead. For some reason, I thought he was Jesus still like Christ, poking bro, around. For a minute, something. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I killed him for God's sake. He's going to get fined. <laughs> now, I'm like, no, no, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. Okay. I, I will I will do a lighter thing. I mean, uh, the, for... the Car Talk boys, one of them at least is dead. I think both. Yes. No, no. One is dead. The other one is still alive. He was, he, he. He did something. He was in the news for something. He had like an editorial about something like just a few months ago. Okay. I think. Of course, he could have still died. Uh, Weird. All right. Okay. What, what I, are you, I will what do you, a lighter what thing. I will do a lighter thing and we will switch to more serious things after the break. Uh, I just have to find it. Give me a second. Oh, here we are. Da, 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 da. Okay, so I, I'm going to talk about this open AI chat GPT thingy. Um, th- this is, we talked a while ago, somebody was like uh, talking about this Google chat bot is sentient now and blah, blah, blah. I, and it wasn't sentient. Um, you know, it, it, but these things are getting so damn good. Okay. Um, and 
The latest one is this one that's come out by OpenAI called ChatGPT. And th there's there's a whole bunch of these. L let me be clear. I don't want to like necessarily single this one out. The technology is advancing really rapidly and a whole bunch of companies are playing with it. And a whole bunch of them are just putting these things out there so people can try them out. Um, and in this case, uh, with this one, a whole bunch of uh, people have been trying all kinds of things with it. People have been uh, asking it to write computer code for them, and it's been doing a decent job. People have been asking it to, have been giving them texts and asking it to write summaries in various styles. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at a thread right now uh, that I'd shared on our Commodians Corner Slack from Mickey Katz, where he posted one of his academic papers and asked it, generate a cover letter for submission to a journal. And it wrote something decent. And then he asked it to revise it with some changes and it did it. And then more changes and he did it. And after like a, a several iterations, he was like, I could actually send this and no one would like, no, it wasn't like me, you know, like maybe I would do a few things a little bit different, but you know, I could do this. Um, and you know, and then he, you know, he does other things like, you know, write, a, write about this topic, but do it as a rap or, you know, or in the style of Shakespeare or wh whatever. And it, it, you know, I've read, I've read a variety of these examples that people have been posting and uh, they're very convincing, you know, now someone else, you know, was able to like have it write up something you know, ask it a few questions and write up something and it just spewed a whole bunch of stuff that was just factually wrong. Like reading it, it sounded fine. It sounded like English. It made sense. It sounded authoritative, but the actual facts were bullshit, you know? So these are not like... <laughs> oh, that's great. There you go. Yes. It sounds all eloquent and whatever and whatnot, but it's all complete bullshit. Well, that's not very helpful. Well, no, can I be honest? But that 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 depends what you're doing. It it's it's like with all of these systems, it's garbage in, garbage out. If you give it good input, it'll come out with something that yeah, makes my sense. problem is how do you give it the input? One of the things that I always remember, you know, about these things is, uh, you know, you have to give it the input. Is is what I'm saying, and so. I, I, I was like thinking about the other day when I well, was somebody. And I, just, I, I just want to say to this do real something quick. for me. J j just real quick, the reason that like these work, they it's not just the input you give it directly, but in order to have these large language models, they basically train it on the fucking internet, and <laughs> you know how accurate the goddamn internet is. Oh God, great! <laughs> you know so. It's it's pulling together things from different sources and assembling it in a way that sounds good. But, you know, if it's let loose on the wrong places, it's just going to come out with nonsense. But if you carefully curate and it's got good no, sources, it my, might be my, decent. My whole point is that it yes. takes so much work to do that curating. I might as well just fucking write the thing myself. It's the same thing as when I was trying to task somebody uh, a few times to do certain things about my job. And they didn't really know very well how my job is done. And so mm. I, I, I would, I mean, it would take me, unless this person was going to be trained to do this on an ongoing basis, the amount of time that it took me to train the person to do so, I might as well just fucking do it myself. 
you know, it it was pointless for me to to do so. And that's the thing that I I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, great. I understand you can train the chatbot, but I I I I just I don't know. I, I'm so I, he, I understand so it worked pretty well under certain circumstances, but I'm just I assume that if if it's a repetitive task, say like. Hey, we got uh, letters that we got to send to customers related to certain customer relation things, and we got a certain number of like topics or whatever. They could probably put them together pretty quick and send them out. I mean, which I've had that as a task that you've got people at an office doing where they have to reply to certain things related to certain information. You could probably set it up for that. But I'm just like, hey, uh, type a letter to Sam to tell him how much I love him. I don't know. Whatever. Actually, I mean, that's the know. kind of thing that's apparently pretty good at, is what you just said. No, but what it would include is probably just a whole bunch of stuff that would sound great, but it's all bullshit. Because <laughs> you don't actually love me. Exactly! Well, well, not that <laughs> I, I, I'm so hurt. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Hey, remember that time we were in Saigon? You know, like, I'm like, we were never in Saigon. So, so here's an article on this uh, from The Verge, uh, December 1st. OpenAI's new chatbot can explain code and write sitcom scripts, but is still easily tricked. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um, so it, it's. Remember that- dead eggs, Sam? You know, we were over there with the, the rice patties. <laughs> um, so anyway, and, and by the way, you you can just full disclosure, we were we were not in Vietnam. Okay, now I have and, gone to Vietnam, just, not, to, just not, and I, but not 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 for war. Okay, not with me. And not um, with Sam. No. So if anybody wants to try this, and I have not done this yet, I wanted to, but I just didn't have time. Uh, and, and apparently there's some concern, like uh, Bob on our Slack mentioned that they, in order to create an account, they want your phone number and something <laughs> getting spam, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, you can find it at chat.openai.com and give it a try yourself. Um, it's based on the GPT model. It's up to GPT 3.5 in this sucker. And this has been go. this has been ramping up over the last year, year and a half, two years, where these models have been getting better and better and better. Um, And, uh, you know, the thing, here's a quote. Uh, 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 Let me read a couple things. Um, While GPT-3 in its original form simply predicts what text follows any given string of words, chat GPT tries to engage with users' queries in a more human-like fashion. As you can see in the examples below, the results are often strikingly fluid. And chat GPT is capable of engaging with a huge range of topics, demonstrating big improvements to chatbox seen even a few years ago. But the software also fails in a manner similar to other AI chatbots, with the bot often confidently presenting false or invented information as fact. As some AI researchers explain it, this is because such chatbots are essentially stochastic parrots. That is, their knowledge is derived only from statistical regularities in their training data, rather than any human-like understanding of the world as a complex and abstract system. And I, I you know, just if you just Google OpenAI uh, Chat GPT examples, you'll find a whole bunch of articles that all have like nice examples. 
Uh, it's a lot of fun to like watch some of these things. Like, you know, yeah, this, there's a person who said, you know, ex- explain, like explain some thermodynamic concept. And apparently it comes out with a really good answer that you could use in class. And, you know, somebody gave it an essay question for college and said, oh my God, like if I got, if I got this submitted to me, this is a professor, he's like, I would have given it a B, you know? And then with a few little tweaks, oh, now it's an A, you know? Um, So this is saying, yeah, and that guy was like, we're witnessing the death of the college essay in real time. Here's the response to a prompt from one of my 200 level history classes. And it's a, yeah, and then he's like, uh, okay. solid A minus I, I, I 10 to, seconds. I, I mean, I, I have to say that it just is, look, I mean, <laughs> that's distressing. Look, I, I mean, it's distressing in the sense of, look, I, I, mean, I mean, putting together, putting together a cogent argument that is documented. By, uh-huh. by 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 you. Uh, I mean, is it important way to how you learn how to cope with problems? I'm not saying that later on you couldn't use these tools, but it's the same thing as when I learned navigation, mm-hmm. and I learned how to navigate without a GPS or without all these other tools. I learned how to freaking jet navigate based on time, distance, and a compass because that allowed me to understand that navigation. And so, therefore, you oh, know, with the other you, tools, you, you ancient curmudgeon. I know <laughs> nobody under uh, the age of like thirty at this point is going to be like navigating without I, a fucking GPS. I, I mean, Ever, <laughs> just like just like the people complaining about the kids don't le- learn cursive anymore. You know, it's just, but, you know, but, but it, it's now having said that, I agree, like writing an essay, like being able to go learn that skill and absorb information is kind of important. And so if you have a mechanism where anybody can cheat in 10 seconds, like here's the example they, they gave of the essay one. Uh, the prompt was, can you write me a four paragraph academic essay comparing and contrasting the theories of nationalism of Benedict Anderson and Ernest Gellner? And and here's the beginning of the answer. <laughs> Benedict Anderson and Ernest Gellner both have theories about the origins and natures of nationalism, but their perspectives differ in key ways. Anderson believes that nationalism is a cultural construct arising from the development of print capitalism and the creation of imagined communities. Gellner, on the other hand, sees nationalism as a product of modernization and industrialization, with nations being formed as a means of organizing society and providing a shared identity. And obviously it goes on for three more paragraphs. But like, boom, there's there's your fucking essay. I mean, it sounds pretty damn good, can I be honest? But I mean, Jesus Christ. Now, the question, like, in terms of kids using this to cheat, is if the entire class gives the thing the same prompt, does it spit out the same thing? Well, I, I mean, I, that and that's part of the problem. No, I mean, except, sure. except these things are good at, like, you can tell it to do it in a certain style. So you could conceivably upload several pieces of your own writing and say, write this essay for me in my style. I'm waiting. Listen. <laughs> but but even if you write it in your style, 
I mean, the the gist of it is going to be almost the same bullshit. I mean, if you just copy and paste the same fucking information on these two assholes, I mean, it's going to wind up with the same crap. I don't know. Anyway, well, we'll see. Well, and, and then there, 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 like I said, there were others that like were great. Like they say, answer this question, like that's like say that same academic question, but you say, but do it as a rap or uh-huh. do it as a haiku or yeah, do it in Shakespeare's style. And it spits it out. And, it, and some of these have been really funny. So anyway, I, the, the, the <laughs> point of the point of this, though, is like what these kinds of things do now is already it, it's night and day for what they could do six months ago let alone one or two years ago. It's advancing very quickly. And you've seen the same kind of thing with uh, the ones that are generating art, uh, uh, static image art, but also uh, there have been some developments in the last couple months with uh, developing video art as well, where you can give it prompts like this, like, you know, make me a video of a teddy bear eating an ice cream cone or whatever, and boom, it spits it out. You know, and uh, they're, they're not super great yet, but they are evolving very, very rapidly at this point. Now they may hit a wall kind of like the self-driving car stuff. You know, it's that last few percent that is difficult. And that's what I was going to say. I mean, you know, the problem has been like the same as with you're talking about the cars is look, I mean, we saw the cars ourselves running back when we were in college. I mean, we had the damn things. Well, very slow, but yes, we had self-driving cars at Carnegie Mellon. They drove on the damn highway. What are you talking about? They built a whole goddamn truck that would go on the damn road. I I remember remember the one that was driving around campus much more slowly. You're right. Even within the four years we were there, it evolved considerably. Yes. yes. I mean, it got to the point that they could could drive on the actual fucking road and stuff or whatever. I mean, at first they wanted to, like, hump trees, but, you know, they got over that pretty quick. Hmm. Um, but, but, But then, but getting the last the last, like, 10% 10% has proved elusive to everybody. That's yes. been the reality. And, and, and th- this is what's happening with the ones that are art or video or whatever as well, is that they they can look really cool, but they're all, it's that uncanny valley stuff on the art ones. Like you can tell there's something not quite human about it. <laughs> you know, like in some of the ones with people in it, like it's like, you know, draw a boy and his dog or whatever. It'll look like a, an impressionist boy and his dog, but you know, the, like the boy will have extra fingers or something. Well, you know, I, I still remember that the DARPA challenge, the one that uh, they did for autonomous vehicle mm. to go over a long distance and complete it. That was like over almost. That was a long time ago. ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was 2004 when they, I mean, it was almost 18 years ago when they were able to do it for the first time to have an autonomous vehicle, like be able to go and cross that whole course. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, and, and we're talking about, let me see. I, I, I got to look it up. But I, I, uh, 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 for, 
Hold on. First completion was... It was in, 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 yeah, 2004. That's right. I mean, that's been a long time. And we're still not at the point where we could just let these cars lose. Yeah. I mean, not on the road. And I think for these writing ones that I started talking about, the the answer is they can be used as a tool, but most of the commentary I had here was, you know, if you're feeding it information and asking it to format into a nice thing, people are like, yeah, I could start it with this, but then I still need to spend a few minutes editing this to fix it up a little bit, to make it actually usable. So the guy who was asking it to write a cover letter for him, for instance, is, yeah, okay, fine. It it produced a semi-passable cover letter, but with a few little problems here and there. So I'd, I would have to spend a few minutes fixing it up. And it might save me time, but it's not going to do it completely on its own right now. And other ones, like I said, the fact-based ones, like some, some guy asked it to write a write a Wikipedia page about him. And it wrote a Wikipedia page that sounded completely fine, but several of the facts were just completely made up. You know, so the, the people who are looking to have it write their essay questions for college are are going to be taking a big risk. It might sound good, but it might just get facts wrong and things like that. But again, to me, the point is that y- you are absolutely right. And with all of these kinds of things, the last closing that gap of the last few percent is really, really difficult. Having said that, it's been moving really fast. So like, well, but you're, okay, you're going to see really you're, you're fast. Gonna... I'm going to give you the example. Yeah. 2004, when they did the DARPA challenge. Okay. Back to the driving. vehicles. Okay. Yeah. 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 But it's just because this is a, because this is it's the same to this. Yeah. It's yeah. the same concept. Look, 2004, the, the first vehicles completed 7.3 miles. That's the furthest distance. The second year, they completed um, 132 miles. 7 to 132 miles. And six vehicles completed it. Okay? Mm -hmm. Five vehicles completed the course. Now, they went to 2007 where they had an urban challenge. Okay? And they had a number of vehicles completed as well. Okay? About four of them. So they had four vehicles drive through an urban challenge back in 2007. 15 years later, I mean, billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars spent, and we can't have one of these. And everybody says, but wait, 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 Yvonne, I I heard just last week, didn't like the Tesla full self driving beta. (laughs) You know, Elon solved this problem, hasn't he? No, uh, the only thing that he did last week was that I, I didn't realize that full self-driving uh, beta, there were certain versions that would not be released to certain people if their insurance rating was below a certain level. <laughs> I, 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 You know, God only knows why, right? And they decided that that was not meaningful and they just released it to everybody in general regardless of the insurance rating that they had. As long as you've paid for the feature. As long as you pay for it, of course. You know, you know that, that, that's that's the important part. But yeah, so that, that's that's the only thing they did. But 
They really haven't improved the damn thing. I mean, the main problem that they all have is making a left turn. I yeah, mean, you mentioned this a few weeks ago, the 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 unprotected left turn or whatever. Yeah, the unprotected left turn is the most complicated maneuver in driving. Um, yeah, I was explaining to my wife that she didn't understand why when I dropped off my son uh, from school, instead of driving back and making a left turn to get back on the road we came from, I went around basically in a circle, kind of like in a in a box in a circle and made several right turns to come back. And the reason was is because the place where you have to make that left turn is just brutal to get through. Hmm. Cars coming, there's just no traffic light. It's just a zoo. And I'm just like, look, it's just not safe. I'd rather just go around and you can continue on a series of right turns and just get back home. Simple as that. There's you don't have to go through that uh, through that uh, unprotected left turn outside the school, which has been the scene of a series of accidents. And then one day she tried it and she realized, oh, you know what? You're right. Not only is it not not as difficult, but it actually winds up taking literally like less time because so many people have to wait so long to make that unprotected left turn mm. that it it winds up not saving any time at all. Yeah. I, well, and that actually reminds me of a, of a slightly related thing, and then we can take a break and move on. Um, you know, when, when you have GPS systems, they, they have, you know, a variety of options to optimize what you want, you know, sure. no highways. Um, I, I have seen a, an option that says avoid that kind of turn that you were just talking about, actually. Um, uh, it, you know, do you want to optimize for speed? Do you want to optimize for distance? Do you want to do yeah. what, what, you know, avoid doles or avoid, avoid you know, yeah, yeah. surface streets. But, but one option that they haven't had, which I, I, you know, I'm thinking of my stepmom actually right now, cause she gets really, really stressed like by driving is optimize for low stress, <laughs> you know, avoid places that have lots of traffic, avoid those less left turns, avoid. So like she would, she would willingly take a lot more time for a trip if it was in less stressful traffic, you know? So anyway, very interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I can see how that would be, you know, one of the things that I always find confusing is, uh, you know, people who decide to drive on surface streets because they feel they are scared of the highway, right? Mm-hmm. And they would rather get um, somewhere by driving the surface streets because they feel it's safer. But the reality is that the, all the stop and goes and, and traffic lights and turns, that's actually the biggest risk to getting into a damn accident mm-hmm. and anything else. And so, although I but, suppose but, if you're more likely to be in an accident, but it's more likely to be at a lower speed, maybe that's, that's still it. better. I, Cause you might get I, hurt, but you're less likely it's to a, die. It's a, actually the relative speed is more important than the yeah, actual of course, speed. Of course. Yes. Like if you so, do a head on collision, it's like, right. You know, if you're you turning your left and you get into a head on collision, it's a lot worse than some guy like just, grazing you on the highway just you know you guys are going at around the same speed so i mean i i I don't know well anyway 
but, but I yeah, think, but I, I do think that you're, I, I do agree your option, less stressful route. Yes. That's that would, I, I think that there are a lot of people that probably would be like on board with that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not about speed. It's no. about, you know, avoiding certain less traffic. traffic. Less traffic, certain types of... Left turns, less traffic, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. That would not be bad. Maybe maybe we should file a patent for it right now. (laughs) You know, there are lots of tricks there, of course. Like, what exactly is stressful and how do you... Well, then we have... Is it different different people? Listen, listen, I'm just... just, just, You're just the idea guy. Exactly. I'm just, you know, come on, give me a break. I'm, I know <laughs> details. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> of course, it was my idea. But yeah. Oh, well, but I, I'm the one to decide. I, I'm the the one with the idea to make money off of it. Ah, right. Of course. You're like Wozniak. I'm like Jobs. <laughs> yeah, the idea. I'm figuring out how to make money on it. Fuck you. I mean, whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't figure out how to make money off sleeping. On video or any no, of that stuff. <laughs> Not yet. No. Not the you. You didn't come up with the white noise idea. You, no, no, you, I did not. I, you I, have I failed am a us over and over and over. I, again. I, I have to admit that I repeatedly failed to monetize any of our any of these things. I have to agree. You know, I, I am a complete failure, as you pointed out today, as to what, what what did you say that I am like around the age of Steve Jobs and basically yeah, I mean, th- at this th- age he launched the damn iPhone. Uh, okay, what one more thing to get the reference to since you <laughs> mentioned it. Uh I, I you I, I figured we could do this at the end of the show, but nope, nope, you brought it up now. <laughs> let, let me find it. I'll have it in a second. Okay, this is this is broad. I might as well just you know the the name of the article here is the worst spreadsheet <laughs> I've ever made, um, and this is uh by uh, who's the guy's name? Anyway, it's it's Ben dot Substack B E N N dot Substack Substack whatever. How do you however you say that? Ah, uh, double uh, stack. Yeah. Anyway, Stuck my stack. So whatever. this this guy basically realized at some point that he was older than some his you know some guy was when some historic event happened. It was it was Lou Gehrig when he retired or whatever. But this prompted him to make a spreadsheet that is linked from that article. If you go look for it, um, that is just of all kinds of famous people and their ages when they did things they were famous for. Okay. And this goes from, you know, Malala uh, blogging about her experience under the Taliban when she was 11 years old uh, to, uh, you know, when uh, Alexander Graham Bell made the first phone call when he was 29 to, you know, uh, Alex Trebek. 29! 29. He made first fucking phone call at 29! Mother yes. sleeping hell! Oh my god, we are such losers. <laughs> Holy you know, shit! Uh, let's see. Uh, George Harrison recorded his final song, final song with the Beatles when he was 26. 
You know, uh, Charles Darwin did his voyage yeah. on the Beagle when he was 22. Get out of here! <laughs> Steve Jobs, and we were about to compare you to Steve Jobs, uh, and we were about to talk about the iPhone. But Steve Jobs launched the Apple II when he was 22. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah. And so the one I figured out is that... I mean, uh, I looked up and he... he uh, I believe that if I, if I remember correctly that uh, he bought Pixar before he was 30. Mm-hmm. I, before he was 30. He owed Pixar. Yeah. Fucking and now, Pixar! <laughs> and meanwhile, the one that you're close to, Yvonne... Uh, Steve Jobs launched the iPhone when he was 51 years and 319 days old. So just like a month short of being 52. And I know you're like two, two months short. Uh, two of, months short. Yeah. So Look, you are I, very, very, you've got one month to catch up with thing, Steve Jobs and uh, launch uh, something uh, uh, as impactful uh, as the iPhone. Not happening, but I, what I will say about Steve, like, especially there's been a lot of discussion about management stuff recently. And this may be, can I go my third topic? I, I can oh, skip. sure. Go, go the fuck ahead. We'll, we'll take a break later. Go for it. Okay. So, so one thing that, uh, this week, Mark Benioff this week decided that apparently Salesforce.com is not doing all that great. And he went and, and he had been like fawning all over uh, uh, Elon and Twitter recently. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, in the last couple of months, Salesforce, that had been a very disruptive company in the software space uh, because they are truly the first enterprise software company that convinced large co- corporations to purchase uh software as software as a service instead of on premise okay okay they really are and and this has moved the industry so much from the on premise software model to to software as a service model it, it, it's just i mean to the point where the unthinkable stuff i i remember thinking 10 plus years ago that banks would never consider going to a SaaS model, and that's happening, like, right now, okay? The banks are like, yeah, core banking, yeah, we can do it as a SaaS, it's fine, whatever. We don't care. So, but they were the, they were the, they were the groundbreaker, okay? Right. Well, the problem that they're having is that their, their profit margins have been like shit, and uh, recently, uh, his co-CEO resigned, and he had been fawning about uh, uh, you know, Elon and stuff. So all of a sudden this week, he announces that, well, you know what? All of you remote people, you need to go back to the damn office. And not just that, if you're in sales, you need to do 10 customer calls for for a week. And oh, by the way, five of them need to be in person. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Listen, five calls in person. How? Look, especially with a lot of customers that literally don't want to have in-person visits anymore. 
Okay? They don't want to. They are like, get me out of fucking Zoom. I don't want to see you in person. Mm-hmm. They are just so getting so fucking used to this, okay? And then, listen, if you're going to go visit five customers in person, five different customers, look, the driving, the getting there, the coming back or whatever. And then, by the way, you're supposed to do five virtual calls and five, five, five. When the hell are you going to get to do anything else? What are you answering a fucking email? What are you, what are you getting a quote? What are you putting anything together? Literally, that will soak up your whole goddamn day. Okay. Especially if you're having to drive the five fucking customers, you know, during the week. Okay. Because you have to do them in person. These people, these CEOs are nuts, Sam. Some of mm-hmm. these are losing their marbles on this whole thing. Well, you got to be in the office. Come on. Yes. That's going to boost sales again. We're going to improve. Know, and our margins are going to go up. You know, we, we've talked about the change to, to work from home as a norm and how some places, some places have really snapped back and are expecting in person. Some have not. And, but the, the cultural change involved here, I, I think it's, it's inexorable that, there are certain things where absolutely it makes sense for everybody to be in person together, but there's certain other things where it just doesn't and forcing it for the sake of forcing it, you know, you, you, the leverage to do that is much diminished from where it was a few years ago because now people have seen, yeah, you can do it remotely and it works. And, even the studies that say there's a little bit of productivity loss in some cases, and that's arguable because some people have found the opposite. But, you know, even if there was a little bit of productivity loss, you make up for it on real estate costs and crap like that. Like, you know, the, the, and there are going to be people who try to insist to do it the old way, but I feel like that's a losing battle. I mean, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like a losing battle to me. Like, unless there is really a specific need that goes beyond, you know, just this instinctive thing. Like I want to be able to walk the halls and see them sitting at their computers typing. Yeah. I, I mean, literally that's what they want to do. They want to be able to see all these people because they think if they're sitting at their desk, then they're going to be productive. When, like, somebody said that that, that they worked at uh, SpaceX, that apparently they were sitting at their desk by 5 o'clock, but apparently they were playing World of Warcraft or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I mean, and, and look, we've talked about before how many time-wasting bullshit things happen in person at the office too oh my god let's all go for coffee let's go to the snack room let's gossip about this let's do that let's you know go for go for a quick walk and come back and those and and honestly it used to be smoking smoking. yeah the the people smoking smoke breaks or or you know and look for all of that kind of thing like i'm not actually knocking it necessarily i think it's a normal part of a work day but like, you know, let's not pretend people were getting there and being super productive for eight hours and then going home. That's not well, what I happened. mean, listen, they, they, nobody can be 
absolutely just sitting in front of the computer, just hammering out stuff like nonstop all day. Uh, that is that is creative. Okay, you know, without any breaks, I can see how you could do some stuff that is like because I've done like say data entry, right? Yeah. I mean, I could sit there date, doing data entry for two hours, take a 20-minute break, do two more hours of data entry, go for lunch, do a couple of hours. Yeah, because it's like rote, and rem, you know, rote work, okay? You know, and I could just although Although, there. just to say it, that does suck. <laughs> it yes. sucks, but, but, it, but it's not as demanding as, say, hey, put together a presentation for a customer that's going to compel them to buy your product. Because that takes me figuring out, well, fuck, I got to find about this. I got to find about that. Well, let me soak this information. Let me go back to it. Let me come back. Let me figure this out. It's it's not well, like, and, I, it's just and, by and I'll, I'll, I'll put forcing the, myself to look at the computer longer. Yeah, that doesn't help. Like going some, to come sometimes out. when you have to put something together like that, the thing you need to do is go you for a half hour walk. It. Step away from it. Yeah. You need to step away from it for a while because it's just not by sitting there. You're not, it's just by putting in more hours, you're not forcing it to come out faster. Okay. Right. Um, and so that that's part of the, the that. Um, and, and meanwhile, the benefits of the flexibility potentially of being home, like, you know, a, a, you know, you have meetings and stuff that are at specific times, but otherwise being able to rearrange your schedule, do some things earlier, do some things later, take your kid to school, pick your kid up from school, go run an errand here. You know, if you're getting done what you're supposed to do and you're able to juggle your schedule appropriately, then that actually makes it much, much easier for the employee to feel good about what they're doing, to handle what they need to do. They're going to, you know, it, it, there are huge benefits for the employee that they're not going to want to give up for what is perceived as an imaginary benefit for the employer. Wow. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 this you know. is just ridiculous. I, that's all I, I, I was bringing this up. I, I'm just like this whole like Elon worship with this whole fucking bullshit. And the, the reason I was reminding uh, about this is uh, all these people that keep comparing like Elon to Steve Jobs. And I, I, I keep going back and I realize I'm like, man, look, look at the people that look at the person that he chose as a successor to see how much different they are in terms of what they thought their company should be when they're not here anymore. Mm. Okay. Um, because this was a conscious choice. There was, there was a interview recently where um, that, I, that I heard that was a recording of an interview from a long time ago about Steve talking about, how he picked people. And it's something that I, I I hadn't heard him say this specifically like this before, but it's a philosophy that I shared in which I, I I was always more for, um, I always believed that in hiring people that were, uh, younger and maybe not younger per se, not in age, but that they weren't fully formed. Um, you know, you didn't spend 40 years at IBM uh, or at a certain company because a lot of times you, you it, it, 
the the good comes with a bag. You you pick up a lot of good habits and bad habits. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he was more unlike. Look, the people don't need to be the most seasoned person. What they need to have are these traits, traits of you know, uh, wanting to learn, of what organized, of go getting. Not guys that just check boxes. I think that's the main thing. Um, it was a discussion I actually had with uh, our mutual friend, uh, Chris, specifically, related to hiring people at uh, his workplace. Uh, not going to name yeah, companies, yeah, but a big, a, big, a big company, you know, uh, in the Big interwebs. tech company. Big tech company. And he was talking to me about how he would get people... Um, that would come in and they had all these certifications on Cisco networks and Cisco networks. Uh, and then when he sat down with them and, and see what the hell they actually knew about networks, they didn't know a damn thing. They didn't know anything. Okay. They just, they just knew how to run Cisco networks. They just, they just, well, or, or even worse, they just passed those tests. They didn't right. know shit. Okay. Uh, where it's different, where you get somebody that actually understands technology and whatever, and you're like, you can teach them about the infrastructure or something, and then they can figure out how to work it. And because they have that capacity to learn. And I, and that's the thing. I, I think it's a very applicable to almost everything, including management, other things, where you have people that maybe they didn't do this, but you see that they, that they have described certain adeptness at problem solving, learning, and doing other stuff, which means that you can just take it from A to B and they'll be able to deal with that and um and be successful. Um, you know, I, I got into an argument uh about 10 years ago when I hired somebody specifically that I hired a person when I saw them, I saw how articulate they were, I saw how organized, structured, and all the other things that he had. And I saw that he was a diligent and uh, just responsible. And I hired that person versus other people that came in with a whole bunch of uh, certifications and bullshit and whatever. And this guy got very angry with me because he said, I would never hire anybody that didn't have any uh, Microsoft certifications or whatever. And I said, well, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about hiring people. And this guy has proven to be extremely successful at this job. Okay. Because the, the, the traits that make people successful, I, I think are those kinds of traits where they have, they want to do things. They're willing to learn, they're organized and they have the capacity but these guys, you know, they really like, you know, the fake shit. Elon and Benioff and all these guys want, like, you know, guys that just, they want to see guys sitting there at the desk 10 hours a day. Fuck whatever they produce. No, they're sitting there 10 hours a day with, you know, whatever. And that's just, it's just so retarded. I, I just cannot say how, how bad this this is, and I, it, it's look, it's already having really negative effects on on these companies. Look, I'll say one thing: uh, Tesla right now, the stock 
it is down so much. I don't know what the hell Elon's going to do. I don't know what the hell Elon's going to do because the stock is so down. Now, his biggest um, net worth, the, the biggest portion of his net worth is not from Tesla stock. It's from SpaceX. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, 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 you're aware of this, that it's not Tesla. It's SpaceX. But that's not, it's not public. Right. So you can't like go and like sell, you know, shares of SpaceX right now, unless you get somebody to buy a chunk of it from you. And he has been selling shares of Tesla, but at the same time, because he needs the cash, but at the same time, now the stock has been going down, 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 down. Uh, I don't know how the hell, you know, he has gotten himself in a in a really really bad spot with this this damn mess. Yeah, uh, and 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 the day that he comes out of meeting with Tim Cook, what's the first thing he does? Ban Kanye, <laughs> Mister so, Free Speech. Given that, why don't we take a break and we'll come back and I'll warn people. My first topic will be all the stupid twitter shit and because there's been a bunch of that you've alluded to some of it but there's been more so let's take a break and when we come back we will once again be talking elon and twitter and the huge mess over there um and and then maybe two more topics so because we've done three we'll do three more and then we'll be done um unless we're dead something like that we will be back after this. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzala. Alex Amzala is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzala is. I'd say on a rate from one to 10, Alex Emsla is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow. What happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you? Because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't? Because... I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do! Okay, we are back. And so, ju- just to tick some things off, and we'll talk about some of these do, in more length. Do, do, <laughs> Exactly. Um, we, we've got the Kanye stuff that you just alluded to. Uh, we've got the Hunter Biden stuff that was tweeted out earlier today. We've got the suspension amnesty that's been ro- that's going to be rolling out any second now. Uh, we've got um, the further fleeing of advertisers. We've got the 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 back and forth with Apple that you started to mention, and and and, and oh, and we've got the site hasn't crashed and died or anything like that it has had a little bit of instability but it hasn't crashed and died yet so are we past that danger anyway let's start with kanye and then we'll try oh to hit my those other god points. jesus christ kanye look yay 
Yeah, look. Yay. Not Kanye. Oh, fuck, fuck him. Whatever. Kanye. Whatever. <laughs> fucking. Look, Kanye has been a cauldron of instability for an extremely long time. Um, you know, the first time that it went off on this kind of like a rant wasn't you know like now he's gotten more publicity because he was with uh uh kardashian trump well no 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 no, because he was because he was meeting with trump recently well yeah several years ago um um he did an interview at um tmz in the tmz newsroom to be precise this was in 2018 okay so this was four years ago. Um, and during that interview, and there was there were some uh, uh black TMZ staffers. There was one specifically that challenged him on on there, where he went to the newsroom because he was saying that uh slavery was that 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 basically that that blacks chose to be slaves. Mm. Uh, the slavery was kind of an option or something. Uh, and it, this turned into, it turned into a, an argument there. And he was, um, you know, he, 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 you know, what are, what are the people there confronted him about this? Um, and it was pretty ugly, but one thing is that TMZ heavily edited that, because apparently he made a whole bunch of anti-Semitic remarks. Which, which by the way, there. also happened at an interview with Fox News with Tucker Carlson, I believe it was, where he had a big, long interview. And they cut out all of the most offensive things and just pretended yep. they didn't happen. The, exactly. And so TMZ did that also back in 2018. Um, it, it, Look, in... So this this entire thing with him um, going on with this had just been building over the years. He's just been getting more and more attention. Well, and specifically in this case, let's not forget, like, Twitter had suspended him. Yes. You know, this was one of the accounts that Elon decided to bring back. And let's right. not pretend there's some, like group of people making sort of rational decisions based on standards somewhere in, in, in Twitter. No, it was Elon. Let's let Kanye back on. And he he is indicating like he was hoping he would work with Kanye and make it all whatever. I don't know. But like so many people are like, what the fuck did you expect? Yep. (laughs) You know, Uh, it took him 10 days. And then apparently this more sorry this morning uh on friday december 2nd i think it was in the morning kanye went on alex jones's show and of course you know that's always a good start to fucking anything um you know and and just started going off on like how not nazis weren't all that bad and i i, I mean the quote i liked which was uh there there was a quote specifically in the in the interview which was just hilarious where he goes and Alex Jones went and like said uh I want to be clear that 
I'm not, I don't like Nazis. And Kanye struck back and said, oh, well, I do. (laughs) Yes. And I saw a number of people commenting like, just how bad do you have to be where even Alex Jones, Alex fucking Jones Jones is like. clarified for his audience. I don't like Nazis. Ye sneaking into last word shot back. I like Hitler. Yes. But even Alex Jones thinks you've gone too far. (laughs) The guy who was talking about how Sandy Hook was made up and they were all crisis actors and blah, blah, blah. blah, And is having to like. 1.5 billion. Billion. billion, 1.5. Yeah, it's 1.5 now. It keeps going up. 1.5 billion dollar judgment against him for this shit. And you've gone too far even for him. (laughs) Yeah. Now, people have pointed out, don't don't frame it that way, because it's not really too far for Alex Jones. It's just Alex Jones may have a better sense of, like, when to shut up, although $1.5 billion shows that maybe he doesn't. He doesn't? <laughs> what are you talking about? He doesn't. Know you when, he's gone way beyond. But, like, apparently this is too far even for him. I don't yes. know. But, you know, and, and look, people have spoken. Like, Kanye obviously has some mental health issues going on as well. However. That in no way excuses the raw anti-Semitism and other stuff that's coming out of his mouth. Like, there are plenty of mentally ill people who don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, you know, I was, I, today I was wondering, this is so off the rails that I was wondering, look. Oh, and by the way, Twitter to- finally shut him down when he, like, posted uh, 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 an image that included a Jewish a, a star. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a Jewish star and a swastika superimposed on a design and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it, and and then Elon was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> and again, like, once again, you know that this is just, it's Elon making decisions. It's not some other. Oh, absolutely. And, but look, the, the, the thing is that most of these guys like Alex Jones with this kind of stuff have always like, they've always been playing with the dog whistles, right? And seeing how they can convince certain people that are kind of like in the middle that by saying certain things in a convoluted way to be for them and, oh, well, you know, no, no, it's just because, you know, you think that the Jews control the media. It doesn't mean that you're a a Nazi, right? or a xenophobe it's kind of that's the what that's what they're trying to twist them into well okay and and And, and so 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 when somebody like kanye comes on and just says it straight out which is true then it's like well i gotta deny this now and because that's the line they tread well but one of the things that have been pointed out since the kanye comments are that other there have been other commentators who have said almost exactly like Kanye goes too far. However, he sort of has a point about those Jews. What? And, and that suddenly like now is, is this now like by comparison, now you're allowed to say that be because Kanye is so much worse that now this, obviously anti-Semitic statement is now acceptable in comparison. And, you know, and, and we're going to get into the like whole 
free speech and Hunter and all this kind of stuff in a minute. But like when I say allow, I'm not talking about government censorship, any First Amendment. No, we're talking about kind of what what people what are is acceptable, acceptable in polite company, right? You know, and yeah, and, and what well, what is I, ha- I actually think I actually think it's what's happening is the opposite because what's what's happening is that a lot of those people in the middle, the reason why an Alex Jones said what he said is precisely because when you go further from the, from the dog whistle and saying straight what Kanye is saying, the people who really support you are a lot less. That's just Mm. reality. Uh, There's a lot of people that are so-called centrist in many ways that they are like, well, I vote GOP because I don't really think that they're really racist. It's just whatever and whatnot. So basically being completely overt, completely overt to them is, is a no, no because they, I, I think that many of them delude themselves to believing that it's just, that's not their agenda. No, 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 we're not really, they're not really racist. And look, you got to remember how many low information voters we really have out there. There's a controversy mm-hmm. this week related to a picture uh, uh, showing the owner of the Dallas Cowboys when he was 14 years old. Yes. Standing outside a very uh, big protest uh, in Arkansas uh, that was to try to bar black students going into school. And many people were making a lot of judgments about about him, about whether he was a racist or not, because standing by that by that picture or so forth. And forget about that part, okay, in terms of like whether, you know, what what Jerry Jones has done or not. My whole thing is that I was going back to when I was 14. Look, 80% of the people I went to school with had no clue about nothing. Nothing. <laughs> They were idiots <laughs> on any subject related to the news or anything. And oh, don't get me on jocks. If they were in sports, they, I mean, they were completely dumb fucks. <laughs> I could completely believe that a jock at my school, that something like that were happening, are just standing around and going, oh, what's up? What's going on? I mean, that they had no clue at that point. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that they weren't in a racist society and they were racist, a racist upbringing and so forth. It just means that, like most Americans, they were low-information people. And at that age, they didn't give a fuck about any of this. Okay? They just weren't into it. Okay? I, I mean, and that was my experience with my high school peers. They didn't know anything about anything. About anything. I mean, I'm surprised now when there are adults and you're talking about sometimes posting on Facebook about pop politics or whatever, when I know that back then they had not one, I mean, effing clue about any position on any subject of any importance whatsoever. Gay rights, African-American rights, civil liberties. I mean, you could him a question about any of these subjects they would have not one one not one clue they would just look at you stare at you like 
a deer in the headlights with not a clue. Well, so, yeah, I, 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 and I don't know about this particular situation, although I would say the sh- actually showing up to the thing at least says something. But no, regardless, I want to bring it. It was at his school. I, he was, I know, you I know, know, I know, I, I, I know. But here's that, the one thing. But here's the other what, thing about the point. I want to bring I, it back I, to Twitter. No, no, no. But I'll bring Twitter. it back to the point about this. The point about this is that a lot of people like watch this kind of stuff, and it goes back to the politics. What I'm talking about, what Alex Jones and these people are, are, are like in the terms of. You know, you've got a lot of people that are sitting around situations like this, that they feel that their community, like, they're not going to rock the boat. They're not going to do something, whatever, whatnot. Well, I, I don't see them like, you know, I, I don't see them wearing a swastika on them. So they're not Nazis, right? Okay. And so uh, so they're just standing around and a lot of people don't just want to get involved. And I remember that I saw a lot of that growing up, of people like seeing injustice and stuff like that staff being done and people were not going to get involved i was the idiot that would wind up getting involved that's another story well and and this gets but, to but, the whole know, silence as complicity kind of thing as well but get, but anyway, right but, but but you know but but especially when people are teenagers i i was one that i i, I really didn't judge I, I didn't i mean i i i i was i didn't judge harshly those people because i think a lot of people are scared about doing anything for whatever reasons you know whether their upbringing or whatever whatnot etc and so forth a lack of information they didn't know they were intimidated by the people who were doing it as well which is also another problem so i i i always find it difficult to you know to, to gauge that but my whole point is taking that to the adults like right now the thing is, it, it, it's just this entire thing of low information, and, and you're like looking at it, and it's like, well, well, those are, you're saying they're Nazis, but I don't see them really wearing, they didn't shave their heads, and, you know, they're not wearing swastikas. And so, all of a sudden, the guy comes out and just flat out says it, and it kind of like, to them, that's not good. That's not good because they're walking around with the damn swastikas and then they can't, they don't have plausible deniability about it. You understand what I'm saying? They can't just say, oh, well, no, we're not really, you know, yeah, we, you know, we're talking about the Jews controlling Hollywood, but we're not really. Okay. 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 I didn't want to spend like half an hour on Kanye. I was still, I was bringing up Kanye. So we're running long again. Kanye was not the topic here. The topic was Twitter's reaction to Kanye. So, at least no, it was supposed my point, to be. Well, but my point is, look, it's I'm not talking about Kanye specifically in this either. I'm talking about the entire reaction of why right now this entire thing with like the Kanye thing isn't really about Kanye. Okay. All right. Kanye is well, an idiot. Well, Whatever. bringing it bringing okay. it to Twitter specifically, it's more about the moderation. The that, it's more about the moderation at Twitter, which which is out of control right now. But the one thing is that what the net result of this being, and this is what I'm saying about all it being in the open and not being a net positive for conservatives. Conservatives wanted freedom, right? We can say whatever we want. A lot of them are now realizing, like Alex Jones has realized it on this podcast. Maybe, oh shit, really? Um, oh, we don't really want all our supporters just putting their swastikas on their shirts. Yeah, well, and what's happening now, I mean, and people have described this as Elon Musk speed running 
all of the problems social networks have had with moderation over all these years and finding out all the things that people have learned over decades in the space of a few weeks, right? Because uh, what, he, yes. what he's doing now, he, he started it off with a few high-profile people like Trump and Kanye, et cetera. But well, he Trump decided now- to go back because it's going to cost him money, yeah, basically. But, but, but he... Elon has announced that they are going to be doing an amnesty for anybody who's had their account suspended over the last few years. Anybody. Great. And he's just going to open the floodgates and let all of these people back on. And here's the thing. If you have been kicked off Twitter, you were kicked off for a reason. Yes. (laughs) You know, and these just like Kanye got back on and 10 days later you're shutting him down again because guess what? He engaged in the same sorts of bad antisocial behavior that he did last time around. And so you're going to kick him off. Guess what's going to happen to 90% of the other people you let back on. (laughs) They're going to do the same shit. And in the meantime, actually they're probably going to double triple down on it. Yeah, and, and 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 in the meantime, for whatever time you let them back before you shut them down again as you inevitably do, you are going to have a a continuing PR nightmare as people pull up the examples of what all of these people are doing. Now, and meanwhile, um at the same time, there are more and more reports of other people getting shut down for just making fun of Elon or pointing out things that are too left wing for Elon or whatever. And like there was some anti-fa guy who like was putting out some reports on something that was suspended. And uh, from all reports I saw, he didn't post anything like, really obnoxious. And I've seen a number of examples of this point of people who were suspended for simply making fun of Elon. It is no sign that they did anything else. And of course it was, those were temporary suspensions, like remove the tweet and you can come back kind of thing. But the point is between on the one hand, Elon being completely arbitrary and capricious with who he is allowing on or shutting off. And then like this general amnesty of letting on all kinds of bad actors. What the fuck does he think is going to happen? Well, he's how, how does, he, 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 he doesn't get it. He doesn't how get does it. this possibly help him? And then, you know, uh, and, and, and so let's tie that to the Apple and advertisers thing. I mean, we talked before about advertisers fleeing this last week. There was a whole thing where he was like, Apple's threatening to kick us off the app store and they've pulled their advertising too and blah, 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 blah. And then you, you mentioned he met with Tim cook and then he's like, yeah. everything's fine now. Well, everything's fine. And then, but immediately after he left the meeting is when the whole thing with like suspending, uh, Kanye happened, and I don't you know, think it's, he, he's I saying I, everything's fine. But I, I gotta think like he went in there with Tim Cook, and Tim Cook's like, "Get your shit together." Yeah, I, I, he had to tell him because you know, look, he had to tell him. Listen, it's a, it may not even be up to us, okay? Mm-hmm. Because if the EU goes and looks at your app and says that you guys are not following the laws for the EU. 
regarding to content, we're going to have to pull it off the store. And there's nothing I could do about it. Well, at least on the EU, they could conceivably leave it in the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S., but look, you lose the EU, and but there's a lot of other governments Yes, they are also in the mix in here. It's not just you know that you. It's not just in the U.S. There is a significant risk of him not adhering to mandates from other governments that will force you know Apple or others to basically just take the app down from the App Store. Yeah, and and that's the kind of shit that he's running into by just going around and getting rid of all the teams that dealt with all of this stuff, uh, whether it was legal requirements, where it was like moderation in some way related to laws. Like, for example, like Germany has strict laws related to uh, promoting Nazism. You can't do it. Uh Uh-huh. Period. And so you, you know, I I mean, how long is it going to take for... Germany and the EU just says, you know what? You're banned in Germany. Period. Mm-hmm. End of discussion. Um, that This is the kind of shit that he's opened himself to because he came in and just basically didn't understand what the fuck did, how this worked in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And, and so let's Let's hit the hundred. So, by the way, I I I don't want to think. Look, a a couple of years ago, I still remember. I'll tell you worse. Uh, The the president of Facebook Brazil, which is somebody that I knew through somebody, okay, was thrown in jail a couple of years ago. Okay, he was thrown in jail over certain violations Facebook had done in Brazil related to content. Okay, and refusing to turn over certain information. That's the kind of shit that we're talking about. Okay. It's that's what I'm saying. It's not just the U.S. It's this is EU and other countries. You know, hey, you know, you want to wind up getting arrested in some country you're going through because you violated some law. You refuse to follow an order and wind up like the Huawei like CFO that winds up. Well, we have a warrant for you. You're going to jail. Why? Because you basically didn't follow. You you know any of this, you're going to fucking jail because that's the kind of this is the level of exposure he's exposing himself to. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, and it doesn't even get the, like you said, it, it, it could backfire on the conservatives who thought they wanted this anyway. Oh, God, yes. You They're know, already and, like going like, oh, my God, what have we done? And and, and look, yeah, and also like there have been things like, oh, Twitter was, you know, pushing the thumb on the needle for the liberals, you know, uh, and and, and, you know, they were shadow banning conservatives and oh my God and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, whereas uh, academics who've actually studied this were like, just like Facebook, when you look at what was actually being pushed in the algorithmic feeds and what was trending and all of that kind of stuff, the conservative side was overrepresentative, not the liberal side. Right. You know, and, and it's just the, the perception versus reality issue is real here as well. And I honestly think what the real situation was is you had a bunch of people earnestly trying to thread the needle and try to do the right thing by moderation to meet all the laws, let people have a good environment where there could be discussions and all kinds of different point of views, but 
getting rid of the as much toxic stuff as they could at the same time. Um, I and- saw, by the way, I saw a whole bunch of people on the left also banned for going and violating terms of service stuff. So I know a couple of people that got banned. Well, you got kicked off at least once for saying fuck Trump one too many times. I got suspended for a while, yes. Yes. So, like, you know, look, it, it, the thing is, and again, I, I know I said permanently this. Banned, but I, I, I know, know I know, I know. Was you, permanently banned. I, I just I just basically got put in, uh, you know, I, I got put in, you know. The, the, the temporary jail. Yes, I, I, I got sent to, uh, to detention. Yes. Um, but the thing is, like, and I know I've said this many times over the last few weeks. This is a really hard fucking problem. You know, getting it right. And, and I don't think Twitter got it right before either. Like, there were still tons of people complaining about the harassment issue on Twitter and complain, complaining about Nazis on Twitter and other things like that. They were not getting it completely right before, but basically... Elon comes in and says, I don't know what the fuck these people were doing. They were obviously pushing things in the liberal direction. Bye. Let's blow it all up and see what happens. Right. And and guess what? Like having those systems in place actually matters to having a place where people can actually do stuff and feel welcome and where advertisers can feel happy. Okay. Hunter Biden. So there, there was... <laughs> Yo, that was, Elon. That was the transition. Yes. Well, well, you know, we're talking about moderation. <laughs> yes, McLaughlin. Um. Anyway, it's four. Uh, um, uh, Elon had promised a big reveal. How many of your high school mates watch McLaughlin Group? Oh my, come on, seriously. That's probably. I'm just probably the only one. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe one or two, you know. Yeah. Like I, I, you could count them with your fingers. I could count them with my fingers for sure. Yes. Like there, you know, most people were not watching. No. John, John McLaughlin or Meet the Press no. or anything like that. They, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Archer Daniels Midland. Supermarket to the world. That was the damn commercial during freaking. Beat the press every day. Anyway, um, Elon had promised a big reveal with the sort of behind the scenes, what happened with this thing where Twitter made the decision to block any mention. I, I think it was the New York Post was the one who f- did the big article on uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, and it it was found, and there was the stuff on it, and blah blah blah. Um, and Twitter found. made the decision. Found. I'm going to say this again. Wait, no, no. Let, let's. It was stolen. For, forget let's be clear about, about this. The laptop was stolen. There is still an unclear provenance of the laptop, but that doesn't even matter for this Twitter discussion. And and like there was a, you know, y- Yvonne and Bruce and some other people on our Commission Corner Slack were talking about this stuff and it got way derailed into actually talking about the laptop situation. I want to concentrate on the Twitter situation with the laptop issue. What happened was this article came out in the New York post and Twitter ended up making the decision to 
block posting about that article as misinformation because the laptop might have been hacked. Okay. And apparently, and I, I I'd remembered it was it was longer, but apparently I, I was looking at some people tweeting about this tonight. It was actually only blocked for about 48 hours and then they lifted it. But the point is that people were talking about this big suppression effort of like, you know, cause Facebook also uh, marked it as misinformation and that they were pressured and, and they, they, they marked it as misinformation. Whereas it was, you know, a, a legitimate newspaper making a legitimate report about something that was potentially relevant to the election, blah, blah, blah. And you, you can argue about the details of the laptop and what was on it and what was real and what wasn't and whether it was, yeah, whether it was misinformation or all, but the Twitter apparently had an internal debate about saying that, well, let, let, let me do a summary. The, uh, the, the, the article who was posted was Matt Tybee, who's a journalist, um, and who was given access to all of these documents and had, had to agree apparently to release this stuff on Twitter. So he did like a 50 or 60, I don't know how long it ended up being tweet, tweet storm, uh, going on about everything they found. Um, and you can go look up Matt Tybee and read the whole damn thread if you want. Uh, but this guy, Tom Bonier did a three tweet summary of it. And I'm just going to read you that because I think What's like I, again? Boni, Tom Bonier, B-O-N-I-E-R. Bonier. Okay. Or, or Bonier. Okay. I don't know how you say it. It's B-O-N-I-E-R. <laughs> Looks like Bonier to me. I'll go with Boney or Mr. Boney. <laughs> um, anyway, I read the whole damn original thread and I agree with the summary of it. Uh, here's a summary. Point number one, both Dems and GOP asked Twitter to delete certain tweets and Twitter sometimes obliged. And basically this was just like people of prominence, Congress people, candidates, people in campaigns, whatever, would sometimes bring certain tweets to Twitter's attention and say, this is problematic. You need to take it down. And sometimes Twitter would. Okay. That's number one. Number two, Tybee says that the deletions weren't balanced, but offers no evidence of that claim. He just points out that a lot of people who work at Twitter donate to Dems. Okay. And then point three, Twitter was worried about being used to distribute hacked info without having any information on the veracity or source. And so they removed the content out of an abundance of caution. And that made a lot of people angry. And that that's, that's actually it. That's the main thing. I'll add, I'll add a couple more things. Um, Tybee specifically said that he found no evidence of anybody from the government pressuring Twitter to take these actions. Because a big thing on the right has been there was government pressure and this was a First Amendment violation. Even fucking Elon Musk himself reacting to the tweet from Tybee was like, this is a huge First Amendment violation because, because they were they took it down in response to pressure from the government. The government was Donald Trump. Right. 
You I mean, if it was the idiots. I mean, if it was like exactly, I said if it was Donald Trump, like I mean, he'd be telling him, no, 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 hey, repeat it, amplify it, go, go, just copies of it everywhere. Now, apparently, the things that did happen, and there were some things that did happen. One, the FBI gave some general warnings to. Facebook, Twitter, some others, that there were disinformation campaigns happening and to watch out for hacked material. Because if if you remember, there was like, it, this, this happened was in like the French the same election. Thing has happened, it, 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 but the same thing that happened in 2006. It's well, in me. 2016, but also it had just happened in France. There was a right. whole bunch of stuff related to the French president that was released right before the election there. Right. And Again, what it seems to be in both cases was real emails. Like they didn't make, well, you know, maybe they interspersed some made up stuff. That's still unclear. But clearly stuff that was real, that was leaked. But it wasn't, it, it was stuff that apparently was hacked in some way from the original source. And I use hacked in quotes because hacked you know, people have visions of like these elite hackers at keyboards and stuff. Usually it's just stupid phishing crap, you know, where you gain access. to. I actually think to. of people that are smelly sitting under a computer, but yeah. Or as Donald Trump said, the 400 pound guy sitting at his desk, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, 400 pound guy. Well, I didn't think about 400 pounds. That's, that's, that's quite heavy, but yes. Anyway. Um, so, Yes, the FBI made some general warnings about hack content and that people should be watching out for that. And so apparently Twitter was on alert that, ooh, this looks a little fishy. We don't know the provenance of this data, that maybe it's hacked and revealing hacked information is against our terms of service. That's one thing. Um, two, um, apparently some Congress people reached out and asked for certain things to be removed as well. Uh, and they sometimes did that. Uh, again, but that first amendment, anything like that's not implicated. The Congress people don't have any power there whatever. Um, and then also the campaign, apparently the Biden campaign specifically reached out to Twitter with a list of tweets that they had concerns about. And the, the internal conversations about this were posted as part of this thread and Twitter took them down. But the context that was not given in that thread that other people have filled in since then was every single one of those tweets, apparently, was just like naked pictures of Hunter Biden. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, uh, that were part of that. And people were making them into memes and reposting them and stuff like that. And by the way, also, if the Biden campaign calls Twitter and says, could you please take that down? Also not a First Amendment thing. This is not oh, it's not, impinging it's, it, on your not speech. censorship. That's not this, censorship. Everything in I, this. I'm so sick. Listen, I'm so sick and tired of everybody calling. What the hell? These companies that are free, you know, that are, you know, public corporations. Okay. Private enterprise. Uh, uh, well, censorship. Well, they, here's the thing. This, it's this, not, this. it's well, not a First Amendment thing, but it, it is a form it, of censorship. No, but no, no. censorship no. isn't necessarily bad. It's important. You want it's editorial judgment of what guns well, on. It's not an impeachment on, on your legal rights. No, in any yeah, way, shape, that, or form. That is the key. when you're using a private enterprise to go and like try to broadcast your any any of your opinions or whatever. You're subject, but the terms of service, 
And many of those are usually pretty arbitrary and one-sided in their favor. And therefore, they will do whatever it is that they feel in order to moderate the content in a way that is basically profitable to them and at the same time meets any regulatory legal uh, uh, things that they need to meet. And what does that mean, for example? They probably don't want to piss off certain groups or politicians or other things or whatever. And so, therefore, they decide that certain content is not in their best interest. And that's, you know, that's the price of using such a system in order to spread your word. You don't own it. You're not paying for it. You don't have a contract with them. There is a one-sided contract terms of service, and it's basically one-sided to them because you're not paying any money for it. By the way, yeah. So, so let me let me let me say this on on all that. Um, here's the important separation. Like what what pisses me off, like you said, is it an is it an infringement of your rights? Is no. the First Amendment is the First Amendment involved? No. And frankly, even if like Joe Biden himself called up Twitter and said, "Take that stuff down." He has no legal authority to say that. So if Twitter right. does it, that's on Twitter. Right. That, this whole thing, like I, we said way back when this fucking happened, like however many years ago it was now, um, we said that Twitter made a mistake here. Facebook yep. made a mistake here too. Yep. They should not have blocked this stuff. It was a legitimate part of the debate that was going on in the presidential election. But this is not a First Amendment issue. This is not a government issue. This is an issue of Twitter doing something stupid and counterproductive. Right. right. You know, and and should they have not done it? No, yeah, they, they should not have done it. But the, the whole thing that's going on with, like, this whole thing where the right wing is trying to convince everybody that like there was a first amendment problem because the government made them take it down. It was the Trump administration. My God. Exactly. You know, (laughs) I mean, it was up to them. They would be having billboards all over the country with it. They'd be plastering it all over. They'd be calling, Hey, you know, can you just make it show on repeat every time when everybody logs into the app, just show it again. Now, part of this seems to be that for some reason, like people see like the bot, the Biden campaign called in and took it off that they somehow think the Biden people were in charge in 2020. Wow. Maybe they're confused on that. Or the other thing I've heard sometimes is, okay, maybe the Trump administration didn't want this, but there were forces within the FBI who did, and they were going to threaten them and tell them to do it and blah, blah, blah. But again, like, you know, we do not have prior restraint in this country. This has been in and out of the courts so many times. You know, publishers are allowed to put shit out. If it's a problem, they can be sued for it in various ways. Like, but you can't stop them in advance. So if, if indeed Twitter got a notification from the government or the FBI or any other group that said, you must take this down and block it. Twitter's Twitter's lawyers would have immediately fought that, you know, that's just, I don't like, and, and again, if we found out, if we found out that 
the administration, which again, the fact that it was Donald Trump makes this nonsensical to begin with. But if we found out the administration was indeed exerting pressure to try to influence what what was happening here, it may or may not be unconstitutional. It may not may or not be a First Amendment issue. But I think I would at that point say they were doing something wrong by trying to pressure them in that way. But we haven't actually seen any evidence that that happened at all. And in fact, this 50 tweet thread or whatever the fuck it was specifically had a tweet that says in everything you looked at, there's no evidence that the government was involved at all. So what are people losing their brains about? Because, because freedom, freedom, Sam, freedom. Well, yes. And also like an important to this whole thing is this is all the same playbook that Trump has said is like, And, you you know, you mentioned the low information voters. It doesn't matter if somebody comes back and debunks it and does a careful analysis and says, oh, well, this isn't First Amendment. It wasn't the government. It was all Twitter, blah, 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 because Elon is screaming at the top of his lungs, First Amendment, government was pressuring, they caved, blah, blah, blah. And so that's, you know, people will hear that and pay attention to it and Whereas what it really was, if you boil it all down, is the moderation team at Twitter and all the executives who reviewed it were worried about the potential liability and consequences if they allowed themselves to be a platform to spread misinformation, partially because of all the history with 2016, where despite all the people who deny this as well, there were There were foreign information campaigns that influenced the U.S. election in 2016, Brexit, uh, the French elections, all kinds of elections. It is now commonplace. We know this stuff is happening. So they were worried about this and they were worried about potential liabilities and potential things. And they said, out of an abundance of caution, this looks like it might have been hacked. We have a policy against hacked stuff. Let's block it. And apparently after a few days, they did reverse the decision. It may have taken them longer than they should have. They may have been heavy handed. They may have been stupid about it. But in the end, it was Twitter. You criticize Twitter for this all you want, but it's not some big grand conspiracy. It's just Twitter trying to save their asses and making a bad call. A Jewish conspiracy. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. I mean, I... I, I you know, with the space lasers. Okay. One last Twitter thing. And then maybe we've let Twitter take up the whole second segment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, no, no, no. do two more. We're, no, we're already running at almost two hours. I know it's, uh, anyway, the, the only other thing to say is so Twitter wait, is still we ran yeah. long again. Yes. You know, and, and like Twitter was supposed to be one of three things for this <laughs> segment. And then you spend like half an hour just talking about fucking Kanye. I did not spend half an hour talking on Kanye. I spent okay. half an hour speaking about the effect of liberating these people. Yeah. And yeah how yeah, the fact that, that effort, now, now, yeah, yeah that, it, it's not Kanye. It's an effect. I know that you broadened it a bit, but yeah, whatever. It's anyway, not the last- about Kanye. It's the not last, about that. I know. It's the yes. more general issue. Anyway, the last thing is Twitter is apparently still up. Like we had well, talked about it. It's still up. Weeks. It hasn't crashed yet. 
I mean, you know, look, we haven't had any significant downtime. And I, I'll say two things. One, there have been reports of various flakiness, like various. There things. has been various flakiness. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen some of it myself using the damn site. Like I, I ca- on a couple of occasions, I went to find one of my old tweets and it told me I didn't have any. Um, and that's both in the third party app and going natively into Twitter. It was just like, nope, you've never tweeted. I don't know what you're talking about. You've never tweeted. In, in reality, I've got like, I don't know, coming up oh on a hundred thousand fucking tweets. Okay? Jesus Christ. I, oh, I, oh I no, not today. quite. 65,264 tweets I've got on this service. Okay. okay. I, I always say, according to Jesus, how many? 65,264. Fuck. I, I only have 22,400. <laughs> but anyway, so there, there were glitches like that. There were problems with people uh, with with second factor authentication at one point. There, people were having trouble downloading their archives. There, there were various off and up, but they were all like temporary glitchy little things. I've also seen people complain about like their feeds being messed up, like in the native Twitter app. And yeah, so there have been glitches here and there, but they've all been temporary. And the thing I will posit is that we are, I'm going to regret saying this, but we are getting close to the end of the danger period. Like the immediate uh, danger was I, right after he fired everybody. Let me just finish saying this. Every week that goes by without the major, the whole thing falls apart, gives them more time to compensate to out. for the, yeah, to figure it out, to compensate, make sure they've got run books for things that go wrong, blah, blah, blah. This assumes that Elon is allowing the people who know what the fuck they're doing to spend the time on stabilizing the system and I, making sure I, people know how to react. I actually blah, blah, blah. think I actually think the opposite. Okay. Okay. Now now th- this this is a this is purely on the technical fall apart thing. It, that's what I'm talking about. The technically falling apart thing. I, I think because the problem is that what I've experienced, you know, is I sell IT services on a rig, you know, yep, yep, for the last twenty plus years. Is that what what <laughs> what people tend to do? Is if it's running fine, then they're not going to look to. Oh well, we don't need to figure out how that works. Fine. Yeah, that 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 that's the thing. And, like I said at that, the end, sort of the key is that's assuming Elon is allowing people well, to prioritize well, people's lights on Elon. Stuff. No, no, no. What I'm saying is not even about Elon. It's about the staff themselves. Yep. Okay. Look, they may not have that. They when you've got that few people, they probably don't have the time right now to be even looking and doing that kind of shit. Well, th- this is why I say it's Elon, right? Like to 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 do this properly. Elon would have to say, shit, we're down to 20% of our staff that we had a few weeks ago. You guys need we- to go and like map out all this shit that and make you- sure that we know how to respond, respond if various things go wrong. But now but he's not listen, he's the likelihood right, he's that that happens is slim to none. Because so, he's instead having them redesign Twitter blue and yes. do all this shit and, and so new what features. Happens is, that stuff will keep running and run until it doesn't. 
Right. And then something will fail that nobody, you know, cared to look at. And that's what's going to happen. That's something that catastrophic. I, I mean, I will happen I was for just, how long. A, a catastrophic. And what I catastrophic, I mean, it may be hours, days, you know, that they can't figure out how to fucking, you know, bring it back up. Okay. Yeah, and, and, well, and, yeah, and I, I guess I, and maybe this is a bad assumption. I was just assuming that there'd be at least some level of responsibility here to put some portion of the staff on a mission to make sure that doesn't happen. I, 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 I think that even if there is some people doing that. The fact that they have so few people left probably makes it that whatever they can do about that is not as much as is probably necessary. I, I still feel it's true that the longer we go without that kind of catastrophic failure, the greater the chances that they will have rebuilt whatever knowledge and infrastructure they need in order to make sure that they can handle it well when it does happen. Like if it uh, if, if it happened last I'm, week, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the opposite side of the fence. I think that what they're 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 counting on is oh shit's running fine. Okay, we're not even going to deal with it. It's running fine, <laughs> and then it'll blow up, and then they're like oh shit, now what? Ah, uh, I guess we'll see. I I kind of feel like the danger zone is like maybe the month after the layoffs. And then after that, it sort of starts to diminish and we're about halfway through that month now. But that again, that depends on the fact that's only true. If there really is a significant effort to make sure they are working to avoid that. If what you're saying is the case that they're just ignoring it and hoping it's all fine, then the chances of a problem just increase over time. Correct. All right, so it's either one or the other, basically. There, there's no real middle ground on this one. Yeah, either either they, it'll fall apart or it won't. There you go. No, I, I, I mean, either, no, <laughs> it, it, I mean, what I'm saying is basically either they are doing that so they're minimizing the risk, or it, it, it's it's one or the other. Either the risk is rising as we're talking about this, or did this the risk is decreasing depending on what they're doing internally, which we can't be 100% sure. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Okay, so we're done. We're not going to try yeah, to squeeze done. in two more topics. No, we're already <laughs> at, you know, Ed's going to kill us. Ed just has to, like, run longer or something. No, 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 poor Ed. Come on. Thank you, Ed, <laughs> by the way, for listening to our gibberish for this long. <laughs> okay, we're done. So the stuff at the end. You can go to curmudgeons-corner.com and find all of the ways to contact us. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, fucking Facebook and Twitter, or you can email us. You don't have you can email to email like, us. Yeah, uh, that's right. Facebook, Twitter, email, email works. There. Email. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can also find our Patreon uh, if you want us to, to give a little cash to support the show uh, at various levels on the Patreon. We'll send you a postcard. We'll mention you on the show. We'll give you a mug, all that kind of stuff. And at $2 a month or more, or if you ask nicely in any of the other ways of contacting us, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack where myself, Yvonne, Ed, Bruce, and others are sharing links, arguing about the news, 
going back and forth on stuff and, you know, having a good old time. Uh, we would love to have more of you good there. Good old Please. time. A good old time. Woohoo! Good old time. Sounds like from yeah. the cow, you know. We have cowboys and Indians. I was thinking more Dukes of Hazard, but okay. Woo! Anyway, we would love to have more of you there. Please contact us. We'll invite you. It would be fun. Um, and so, Yvonne. Contact! Contact! Oh, no. now I'm thinking three to one contact. Did you oh, watch that, that was, show? I did. Yes, indeed. Contact is the reason. Yeah, anyway. That everything <laughs> happens. Contact. Okay, that's enough of that. Three, uh, two, two, one. one. Contact. contact. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that was awful. Um, anyway. <laughs> Terrible. But... <laughs> God. Three. So Yvonne, one thing for the from the curmudgeon score slack from the last week that we have not talked about on the show. Well, yes. Well, well, well. Putin fell down a stairwell. <laughs> I I I shared this to the curmudgeon score slack while we were talking. Actually, um, I've seen the report in a couple different places. Um, at the first time I saw it, I'm like, that can't be real. That's some fake site. And then I saw it on a couple of, um, Rupert Murdoch type sites, one in Australia and then the New York post, the one that did Hunter Biden stuff, which isn't exactly the most reliable of places, but, but it's, but it's yeah. a real newspaper. It's a, yeah. Exactly. So yeah, apparently Putin fell down the stairs. And, uh, I, I mean, this says that, uh, Three bodyguards helped the pre- three bodyguards helped the president get to the nearest couch and summon medics. Uh, nothing critical was diagnosed. Uh, 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 you know, but uh, but there was something else in here. I thought it said something that he's more seriously. Uh, it, it, oh, it, it, it's, oh, here it is. Yeah. That the telegraph claims that landed on his coccyx or tailbone during the fall. On Wednesday evening, which caused them to involuntarily defecate due to cancer cancer affecting his stomach and bowels. Yes. And we have heard this rumor before that Putin is unwell uh, from and the rumor has been cancer before. I don't think like I hesitated even sharing this because it seems like semi like not it's unclear the sources right it's like some russian telegraph channel and blah 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 and you know i I don't feel like the level of double sourcing and everything that you would want to like feel confident about this kind of stuff so i i kind of put this in the realm of rumor uh until i see it with you i'm with you it's a rumor yeah like 
like like they're not willingly sharing details of Putin's health condition, you know. No. Um and so I don't know is this a leak of something real or is this somebody making shit up to try to leave a certain impression about Putin? And I I just they don't definitely know. made they've been definitely made some shit. Right. Yeah. Anyway, now we're yeah we're into poop joke. So maybe, maybe Putin's unwell. Maybe he's maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Who knows? But, it also yeah. mentions there are rumors he's using a body double. Ah, uh, it's like Dave, or or you know fake Melania, or uh, what was uh uh oh uh, what was that movie being there right. So, yes, being there. Well, that's yeah. not quite. Yeah, yeah, that's a little different. But yeah, I, that brings back. I like. It. I, 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 I believe like I watched Moore. that movie, but it was a long time ago. It's a long, long time ago. Oh, well, Dave. Dave was more. You know. Yeah. Okay. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. We're we're like we talked about last week we're in that we're in that goofy december zone in just and i should remind people but more stuff happened this week you know i know more stuff did happen but we are in that goofy december zone and to remind people at the very the last show of the year will be predictions for next year if you have suggestions of things you would like us to predict Contact us in all the ways mentioned before. Maybe by next week, I'll set up a, a Google Doc or something. Uh, but send us things you would like us to make predictions on for next year. We're going to prepare that. The last, so the very last show of the year will be predictions for 2023, and the very first show of 2023 will be evaluating how we did on our predictions for 2022. Assuming nothing like January 6th level happens that delayed us the year that happened. Uh, But yeah, yeah, that's it. So, okay, everybody have a great week. Stay safe. Blah, blah, blah. All that. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Oops, I messed that up. Here we go again. (laughs) 